0: what is going on everyone welcome back to a podcast about new york sports sam and matt back at it again on a glorious monday after thanksgiving uh a lot of good football we watched a lot of bad football we watched the knicks got a really big win and also suffer a a pretty bad and and rough loss uh yesterday so matt how was your thanksgiving how you doing today
1: I'm doing all right. Thanksgiving is great. You know, I I guess I wouldn't say the same for the football. I feel like we didn't really have a great Thanksgiving game, um, and I know for a fact that we didn't have a great game on Black Friday.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than Packers, I'll I'll, let me frame it this way. Yeah, but even the Packers Lions game, like that, that really
1: wasn't a, a one score game. It doesn't. It
0: didn't feel that way.
1: Like Green Bay kind of was routing them.
0: So no, but I think like that was the first game, and I, I was kind of like, oh, wow, are all these you know, underdogs today going to randomly find a way to win? Is it going to be a really weird day in the NFL on Thanksgiving? and Obviously, it was kind of chalky after that. Uh, Cowboys 45-10 to 10 was never really a game. Uh, 49ers 31-13, that was never really a game. And then I guess that brings us to our first conversation. Whatever the heck went on at MetLife on Friday, uh, I don't even want to call it a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd be able to to speak to that probably better than uh, than I would be able to, as you were at MetLife. Uh, this was another, you know, just kind of one of those games where you know you and I are both out, but we go all right. Well, there finally is a quarterback change. Maybe it'll be telling. Maybe it'll be some sort of. Maybe you know, maybe that'll be interesting. Just to see how the offense operates. Um, and they obviously operated very poorly. They kind of hung in in the game the entire first half. This is a game that was. You know, 10-6, they were supposed to be headed to the locker room. Uh, The infamous play, they they try the Hail Mary, it gets returned 99 yards for a touchdown. I think he ran about 150 yards in total, bringing that one back to the house. Uh, And, you know, I would call it a soul crusher, but it didn't feel that way. It was was more just hilarity. But when that happens in that stadium, because I don't think all fans are like you and me. I think most people in that building are, uh, you know, hoping for a win or maybe just You know, Zach Wilson blamers and, you know, thought maybe the Jets be able to pull one out, get themselves back into the conversation. Uh, You know, you and I didn't see it that way. When that plays transpiring and it looks like this guy really might score, what was the building like? Was it more like, was it more laughter? Was it more like just sort of appreciating how funny that was? Or was it like, uh, here we go again?
0: Were people going home? Let me me paint the picture here for you from my perspective. I so again given the scenario and whatnot as soon as the Jets were receiving the kickoff right before you know they they had to throw a Hail Mary or whatever I I you know I just said to myself all right this is a good time to you know I can get up because I know what's going to happen the Jets are going to get the ball maybe they'll uh you know they'll, they're not going to march down the field no way maybe they get a a Hail Mary attempt maybe but you know this is a good time to go to the bathroom and. It'll just yeah, get out well, it and, wasn't even a kickoff though so they had the pick six and then they
1: pick off to again at like but,
0: yes uh, not not kickoff I apologize but you know when they when they I realized they got the ball back you know, amidst the change of possession and the TV timeout and all that stuff going on I said all right I'm just gonna go to the bathroom because the jets aren't doing you know gonna gonna march down the field there's just no way me thinking I'm just very smart not gonna miss anything I'm I'm at the top of my section when the when the ball is in the air from uh, Tim Boyle's hand in the top of my section, kind of looking over, I didn't want to like walk in front of anyone's way, and I just see it transpire like in real time, and it's it it's almost like as as he was going further, you could hear the crowd getting louder and louder. It was crazy, like the, the he it was like from the point of like oh damn he threw an interception to oh someone someone got to tackle him. It's like, oh shit, someone please tackle him. And then it's like, okay, he's in the end zone. And now everyone was just kind of laughing. I I really think that it was a, I think my verbatim text at that moment was this team is comedy. And it is, it was so funny that like, I don't know if it's just me being like beside myself or me just being in, in, or having been in a space like that to actually see this happen live. And like me thinking about seeing this live, I think, it, it was actually comedic to watch it happen. And I think that was a very general idea throughout the entire stadium. Was they did they intercept it in your end zone or did they score in your end zone? They intercepted in my end zone. Nice. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, so I got to see it like, almost like my hopes and dreams literally running away from me. Not that I thought the Jets would, would win the game, but like, just like any semblance of hope, just like right there was just like gone. Even for the game, because you know, at that point, I think it actually there was like three turnovers in like 10 seconds of game time or something like yeah. that at that point. And they like, I'm watching that happen and, and it was just unbelievable to me that that's what it resulted in. Like, oh, neither of these teams just want to go to the half or like neither of these teams want to just put three on the board. But it was just like turnover, turnover, turnover. It was, I, I couldn't, I could not believe what I was seeing. And it honestly, what was more interesting was the the halftime like experience amongst fans. Cause it was really like, I feel like I heard everyone lean over to the person they were with and was like, Hey, you want to go?
1: <laughs> yeah. I think so, especially, you know, alluding to that play, uh, you get another sort of cryptic post game from Garrett Wilson, where, you know, he says, you know, sometimes things for us just go so bad. They just go so wrong. And I don't have any more answers for you guys or teammates or anything. You know, he just basically says I'm out of things to say. Um, and that's disheartening because the Jets do have talent. And, you know, we, we've watched them beat down kids before. And it looks like they might be doing it again. Uh, everyone's favorite receiver, Al Lazard, was a healthy scratch. So, um, you know, Joe Douglas hit the jackpot again there.
0: So, yeah, good money spent there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, he, he really left it all out there on uh, on Friday for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just, just I, again, and it wasn't a game that neither of us – uh, you know, said the Jets would win. I, I said, I liked the Jets with the number. And I, I thought even, even with all that happening, I, I, there was even parts of the game where I was like, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe I'll cover the nine and a half or so just for like my, my podcast thoughts. But, uh, but no, ultimately not, not the, not the story. Um, but at least we got a day off from football after that. Um, and, and then we were able to watch, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the Michigan Ohio state game, but that was an electric game. Uh, and then Sunday, Uh, I guess our our next uh, kind of local conversation here, Giants beat the Patriots in an ugly, ugly game, 10-7. I think a lot of people could have predicted this game would have been 10-7 either way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I just, I'm kind of perplexed at what the Giants are doing. And and there was part of me who felt like, you know, did did Bill Belichick want to lose that game or did they miss the kick at the end of the game on purpose? And I think, That's a sort of conspiracy I might have believed five years ago, six years ago. But, you know, we're talking about a Bill Belichick chasing a record, um, a Bill Belichick who doesn't even know he's going to be there next year uh, to reap the benefits of whatever losing is going to do. You know, if you're a Giants fan, for six, seven weeks, all you wanted them to do was win, and now all you want them to do is lose, and and they're winning games. You know, I I think there's some, but, I mean, you're getting yourself to a place where if you still don't think you have a quarterback – you're digging yourself a hole. And, and do you really want to have to mortgage to get something that maybe you could have gotten with your own pick? No, the, end well, of the day, we don't know who the Giants like, you know, no one expected that the Giants liked, you know, Daniel Jones. So we don't even know if they're hurting themselves, if they wind up shooting themselves in the foot. But I just think gut reaction, you're it's you look at the game and you go,
0: how, how do they win again? Well, let me, let's backtrack real quick because I, wanted, I want to stop you at the Patriots before we get into the Giants. You mentioned Bill Belichick and not wanting to be there. Do you think, and this is, again, put your tinfoil hat on for this, put your, like, whatever conspiracy theory believer uh, outfit on. Do you think that Belichick could have lost this game and he's kind of, like, not losing games on purpose per se? I'm not saying, like, he told his kicker to go miss the field goal, but, as in terms of like, you know, doing what's best for the team, doing what's best for, best for the longevity of the team, do you think that like Bill would almost like have a as terrible of a season like this and do this almost like as like a, a parting gift to Patriot fans <laughs> or like a parting gift to Robert Kraft and saying like, hey, I'm telling you I'm leaving because all, all reports are that uh, it seems like that could be the case. And to kind of get the the bad taste out of your mouth a little bit quicker. I'm going to give you the best pick in the draft. Is that, is that at all in, in the scope of, of reasoning? Um, I mean, he's quirky enough, a guy, but
1: I don't think he'd want to do anything to benefit new England.
0: But like, uh, but like to me, I kind of disagree with that. I think like a guy like Belichick, who is wherever he goes next, will be forever, uh, in ties with the new England Patriot organization. Um, and he's just going to be always be known as probably and arguably one of the best coaches of all time, uh, easily the best the best Patriot coach of all time. But I don't know. I think it's it could be one of those things. that's like maybe Robert Kraft and him had a you know closed doors uh, talk and said, hey, you know, do, don't you know, don't really risk our future here. Right. And we'll we'll grant you an easy access to go wherever you want at the end of the year. It would make sense.
1: I mean, in terms of Bill Belichick, uh, another thing I wanted to touch on is lately, you know, more so among just the casual NFL fan, um, even, even you know, guys in the industry now who are just kind of coming down on Belichick and the whole, you know, Tom Brady was the only reason you ever won anything. And you, you maybe had the best defensive player in LT and the best offensive player ever. Uh, Tom Brady leaves, he wins somewhere else. There's too much taking away from Belichick right now, especially at his old age. It's, I don't know. It, it doesn't sit right with me. And this is more just kind of something to talk about that's more interesting than the Jets or Giants.
0: I mean, yeah. So, so I, I agree, but I I just think you know in terms of we're gonna we're gonna ever we're gonna always have to kind of not worry about the Patriots, but they're always gonna be in the AFC so it's always gonna be something that as a Jet fan, and again taking another angle at this i would rather have the patriots have won yesterday for two reasons like you said uh, we're, for the local angle the giants would would probably put themselves in a better position to get a better pick and the patriots wouldn't and so for the jets maybe that makes the patriots pick a little bit harder and makes gives them the the a, a lesser chance at a, and a stud quarterback that we're gonna have to watch for the next 20 years you know yeah so i i definitely there's definitely uh Some some jet and local interest there with the Patriots, so definitely will be one to be watched. Um, And then Jets and and Giants are sitting with the same record right now. Yeah, uh, well, the Giants, I believe, are going into their bye, so they have one more loss. Okay, the Jets will make that up in no time. Yeah, just this week uh, against the against the Falcons, and where where nothing will change Um, for the Giants. uh, I think the conversation is to be had. Tommy DeVito again only puts up 10 points the defense obviously was was the 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 highlight of this game again albeit against a really bad Patriot offense but uh he finds himself with a, a second win and something that uh not not saying he was impressive I don't think any of the Giants are really impressive outside of Jalen Hyatt free Jalen Hyatt please let him just go off the rest of the season because he we talked about Garrett Wilson being ruined in New York not that the Giants ruin receivers but other than Odell, what was the last time the Giants got a receiver here that didn't just just go to the wayside. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I would like to see Hyatt become the 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 number one or just at least a weapon on this offense because he he was great in college. I've sung his praises on the podcast before. I believe you have as well. Um, but yeah, we, I, I'm a big fan. I'd like to see him to see him get a more and more increased role. Um, and then as for Tommy DeVito, I guess the question I'll ask is. Tyra Taylor comes back this week. Who should start for the Giants? I,
1: I think now the Giants al- probably always wanted to continue to play Tommy DeVito. I think at this point, even though it's two you know measly wins under your belt that don't mean anything and really games that you hardly won, it at least gives the Giants a path to saying like, well, this makes more sense. you know we can see if this kid's an NFL player, um, you know someone that maybe we want to keep rostered and you know as for Tyrod Taylor we kind of know what he is and he's a more than serviceable serviceable backup but I think the Giants would like to stick with Tommy DeVito and I, th- and I think the Giants players are behind it too it's kind of it is a cool story it is a fun story it's um, you know I, I don't really see the win in going back to Tyrod Taylor
0: yeah and I think you know I, I've I heard some talking heads and whatnot talking today about you know, okay, if Tyrod Taylor's in yesterday, maybe they win that game 17-7. Maybe they have a little bit better offense and he's able to, he doesn't get fooled by the, the you know, the quote unquote Belichick rookie quarterback ghosts and and whatnot, maybe. But I agree. I I think, you know, I think there's something to be said, and we've said this since Mike White uh, came onto the scene last year. And, you know, there's something to be said about teams rallying around the underdog or rallying around the guy that they like and the guy that's, that's on I don't say on their side but the guy that they're all kind of rooting for and I think that DeVito kind of falls into that Mike White category where not saying that guys aren't playing 100% for Daniel Jones or playing 100% for Tyrod Taylor but I you know I saw a lot of you know chippiness in the Giants offense yesterday and a lot of you know picking guys I, there's like little things like picking guys up when they're down and everyone's sprinting to the ball and and everyone kind of like you know patting each other on the back when everyone, you know, someone makes a mistake. Like there's, there's things that kind of come with giving a hundred percent that almost makes it 110%. And you don't always get that with, with like the, the, the status quo. You really only get that with guys that are, like I said, the Tommy DeVitos, the Mike whites, again, they, they root for the underdog in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm glad you brought up Mike white because Mike white is someone I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, not because I miss him or anything, but when you look at the offensive output from the Jets this week under a new quarterback, and believe me, I can't wait to stop talking about the Jets offense just as much as you. But when you watch Tim Boyle go out there, and, you know, Tim Boyle, all due respect to Tim Boyle, I'm not sure he was ever good at football at any point in his life, and it's a mystery as to why he's here. But does him going out there not being impressive, um, in your
0: mind, take any of the blame away from Zach Wilson or anything like that? I actually think it does. And I, I think that a, a couple of things, one result wise, you can't really look at the, there is again, there's no way anyone could have expected Tim Boyle to, to win the game against the Dolphins yesterday or on Friday. There's just no way. So get the results out of the way. I, I believe I, I think you should be kind of looking at this from more of an X's and O's perspective, not you, but just in general, um, like an X's and O's perspective in the sense of like, all right, at the least, right? If 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 Tim Boyle can't throw and Zach Wilson can't throw, or, or they're not throwing to the right receivers, or that they're both not making the right reads, at the least, Zach Wilson is athletic enough to get out of the pocket. And at the least, Zach Wilson has the legs to scramble for one first down a game, two maybe. Or, you know, get your get yourself from going to just falling down and taking a sack to getting makes making some sort of play and incompletion at the least and again that is not praising Zach Wilson whatsoever but there's a reason I think Rex Ryan says this said this this morning there's a reason why Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick because the talent is there like he has the legs his he has the strong arm I just recently found out Zach Wilson has the fastest football throw recorded in NFL history I don't know if you knew that but uh, he has the the uh, the highest miles per hour football thrown in an NFL game. Did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I just found that out too, and my jaw dropped. I was like, "There's no way," but it is true. So what I'm trying to say is, like, at the least, Zach Wilson can be an athlete. I'm I'm I didn't see that with Tim Boyle in this game. I'm not going to be a, come on here and say I've watched every Tim Boyle game ever. and Maybe he is a little bit more athletic than he showed. But at the least, Zach Wilson's got that. Yeah, but I guess my point in terms of just saying, well, Tim Boyle being lousy, does that
1: sort of remove blame from Zach? I don't know. We're still talking about Zach Wilson, a guy who's had three years here, and, you know, a guy who's been benched before for much better results. So I I don't know. I I still think in terms of placing blame, um, I'm more on the quarterback than I am, you know, say Nathaniel Hackett.
0: Well, it's interesting because I th- I thought at the least, you know, maybe they – with Tim Boyle, they have some – you know, sometimes you'll see where a backup comes in or, like, look at the Vikings offense. The Vikings offense looks totally different now with Josh Dobbs than it did with Kirk Cousins, obviously. So I thought I was going to go into this game and see, you know, some, some different things being used and something that, you know, maybe Zach Wilson, again – Obviously, Zach Wilson has the legs, so he has the ability to to see a lot of of bootlegs and play actions and and actually have uh, the the um, athleticism to get outside the pocket like that. And I thought that we would see more, you know, I don't want to say more simple offense, per se, but like more more things that are are more traditional offense wise in a sense of like, you know, uh, I formation or less, less, uh, less shotgun and less. No, none of the, no like inside zone. It's almost like the Jets kind of just are, are replacing the quarterback with a, a bad system. So it doesn't really matter what quarterback is in there. Almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and speaking of the Jets quarterback, we did get further Aaron uh, Rodgers news. It looks like December is a realistic return, and early December too uh, for Aaron Rodgers, assuming he's able to get the clearance. Uh, we've seen guys like even you know Lake Lake and Tomlinson, uh, CJ Mosley kind of praising Aaron Rodgers and even acknowledging, you know, this is from CJ Mosley saying, you know, we understand that the chance for re-injury in this league is pretty high, but we also have the chance to see something we've never seen before. So as a Jets fan, I don't know how you could feel good about that, but um, it's just a warning because it sounds like something that's actually coming.
0: Yeah. And and I think that it's as scary as it is, and we've said this before, but as scary as it is, I think, I really think that the Jets they're going to like almost hide behind the fact that they're not, quote-unquote, mathematically eliminated. You know what I mean? Yes. No, they were- they're just they're just going to say that until it's not true anymore. So let's just
1: I- – I'm not wishing this on anyone, obviously, and especially not my favorite team or anything like that. But you can't put anything past the Jets, right? None of us went there week one saying, imagine just the worst thing ever happens tonight, like immediately. But <laughs> it did because that's the sort of thing that happens to the Jets. So let's just – let's place ourselves there. Let's say – that he comes back too early and this season he gets hurt again. What do you, what do you even do? Where do where do you even go from there?
0: You have to blow everything up. It's all done. Yeah, you would. And I, I, it would be on, I'm going to say again, not wishing for anyone to get hurt, but it might honestly be a blessing in disguise for the jets because they would eventually, again, I think the best thing for the jets to do would be just losing. And again, and I think that, you don't necessarily, I, I don't think the Jets will take a quarterback in the draft, right? But I don't think, and I'm starting to entertain the idea more and more that, you know, maybe they just should, and maybe they should go the route of, you know, okay, we we wanted Zach Wilson to be the backup behind Rodgers and, and not have to sniff the field. Unfortunately, we've kind of exposed him enough where we cannot afford, we obviously, both literally and metaphorically, cannot afford to hang out to him any longer. So uh, is that with Zach Wilson out? You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate them taking the 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 late first round or the late second round quarterback and just have him sit in the background behind Rodgers next year. And then again, maybe you go into next season and you actually bring in a real backup quarterback where you can afford to have a young quarterback learning behind two veterans. I think I'm kind of entertaining that idea a little bit more and more every week.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I just think. You know, if the if the Jets' real like major issue was just the quarterback this year, uh, like it's been maybe a couple of years past, uh, then I think maybe we're onto something there. I just think you're, you're going into next year with so many holes already, um, and your offense can't function because of them. So I, I almost feel like I mean, how do you spend a pick on a quarterback when you know your window is kind of next year, and then that's it. Which is a shame, by the way.
0: It, it's a shame. Well, I'll tell you why because. You you have you find yourself in the best position right now to to take uh you know a quarterback and do exactly what I what I just said where you can have him sit behind and I'm not saying they take him the first round necessarily I just kind of threw that out as an example but you know maybe you get like a, one of these second or third round quarterbacks that that is like you know ha- has all the talent and maybe uh can can mold into an NFL quarterback in the next two three years where in two three years from now you don't need to find a quarterback and you can give this guy a shot. And that's a lot easier to build a team when you have a guy who has a, even a, a sliver of experience than having a guy come in and be raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: well, I mean, if there's nothing else you have on the Jets and Giants, I am getting a little bit depressed talking about them. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, going around the league would be most fun. And um, also, before we do that though, if you want to give, Whatever your last thoughts, Jets, Giants here, and then some Nick notes, because there, there was a big game the other night.
0: Yeah, so uh, definitely, I think I've got everything, everything all out there for the Jets and the Giants. But as for the Knicks, uh, a huge win against the Heat, um, uh, what night was that? Was that Friday night? Yeah, right after the Jet yeah. game. Friday yeah, night, I mean, we're overcoming a 20-point deficit in the fourth quarter. And I have a I had a conspiracy theory. I, I you saw Jalen Brunson's post game interview. I posted it on the podcast where he said, um, he said, oh, there was a fan that was sitting courtside or something that said that this is embarrassing, and that's kind of what motivated me to play, you know, X amount harder in the uh, in the fourth that's quarter. The kind of guy
1: that you need in New York.
0: And if so, and it was funny. I saw that on TV, and then like right after the game, I opened Twitter or Instagram, and I saw that tweet about Stephen A. About how he was, he left the game early in the fourth quarter. So my mind instantly brought the thinking to so is Jalen Brunson just talking about Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> was like, was Stephen A. the guy that said that this is embarrassing? And I don't yeah, think that's, that, would uh, be... that Yeah. I, I feel like Jalen Brunson would have dropped his name, but that, that's, I, that's thing. so ultimately, I think there was a video of the actual person saying that to Jalen Brunson or like they came out and said it was them and it wasn't Stephen A. But no. I just thought that was that was kind of funny. But, yeah, the Knicks uh, keep themselves alive in the, in the in-season tournament. They play um, tomorrow night against the Hornets uh, where they that is another in-season tournament game. Again, no LaMelo ball most likely for the Hornets. So that should be a win for the Knicks. They beat up on the Hornets last time. Um, backtrack a little bit. Yesterday, the Knicks play the Suns with no Bradley Beal still, no Kevin Durant. He was out. Only really Devin Booker and the, the rest of those guys. And Devin Booker, I, I've, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but he is my, my favorite player in the league. Uh, so to see him hit an absolutely stunning game winner in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks, I, there has been very few times that I've been that conflicted as a sport fan in my entire life. What makes him your favorite player in the NBA? I just like, to me, he's, he's a guy that I, I respect guys that are, you know, with their team through and through. And he was on some pretty shit Phoenix suns teams and he just did his business. I like the way he plays and, and he's still there. And again, obviously much different with now probably being maybe being the third best player on the team, arguably, but I, I just, I just respect him for, you know, not being one of these little whiny NBA players that just wants out every year. He's He stayed in Phoenix. He established a brand. He established himself, and now I I root for him heavily because I I think he's he should reap the benefits for doing so.
1: Yeah, I mean, if only everyone kind of got that same reward when they don't leave, you know, then uh, maybe Lillard wouldn't have to be in Milwaukee at the moment.
0: Yeah, well, that yeah, exactly, very very true. But again, that's the difference. I like Lillard, sure, but think about a guy like Lillard that last two years in in Portland was kind of like one foot out the door. Yeah. I, you know, I can respect the guy who loses, you know, 60, 50 games with a team every single year and just says, all right, you know, we're good. We'll, we'll retool next year. We'll be good. I'll get I'll get in the gym and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get better. But so yeah just just very conflicted uh, yesterday. But uh, as for the Knicks, uh, this the Julius Randall up and downs are, are just getting so sickening. Uh, Quentin Grimes has kind of fallen off the face of the earth of late. His last three games have been absolutely abysmal. Uh, the only the really the only semblance that this team has is Jalen Brunson. I I said this jokingly at first, but the more I watch, the more I kind of uh, I'm on the same side as myself. I guess uh, he's the best point guard in the East. I don't think there's another guy in the East that I I would want over him. Maybe Halliburton. I, like I was maybe... uh, I was shopping around
1: for a Jalen Brunson jersey the other night.
0: I I just acquired one and I I love it. It's nice. my, I, I, it's hanging in my room and it uh it's uh, I I. I'm I'm very happy with that purchase. Let me just put it that way. Uh, I did the it? same thing I did with Rodgers, where when Rogers signed, you remember I said, "All right, I, I never really had a big opportunity to buy like a uh, a real authentic jersey for anyone that I thought would be like amazing or you know I could really get behind in like a real playoff run or whatever." We love how that worked out with Rodgers, but I did that for Rodgers. and then this year I was like, you know what? I've never even owned a Knicks jersey before. They, they came out possible. with those. I don't know. I just honestly, well, the real reasoning is I don't really like wearing basketball jerseys. No, I and don't it,
1: either, but you know, I always had a mellow in the closet.
0: Yeah. I wish, <laughs> I wish the Knicks had a fucking mellow in the closet. Every, every, <laughs> every fourth quarter or so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So again, the Knicks back in action tomorrow, they, sh- they, sh- again, I don't want to say they should win, but the Knicks next two games, Hornets, Pistons uh, and-, and Raptors who are very beatable as well. Uh, that, the, the schedule has begun to lighten up a little bit here for the Knicks, but again, just a tough loss yesterday. And then again, last thing I'll say about that, the shot and Devin Booker. Did you see the Instagram post by Devin Booker after that? I did not. So do you remember the video a few years ago of Devin Booker in a gym, just like playing like pickup or whatever, and he he's dribbling for like the game winner or whatever, whatever the scenario was. And he dribbles into like the top of the, the three-point line. And they start doubling him, and then he has the argument where he's complaining about being doubled. Yeah, you ever see that clip? Yeah. Okay, go watch that clip. And the Knicks, when Devin Booker hit the, another reason why I think he had he has the, the the best caption in in the history of captions yesterday, where he hit, the shot he hit yesterday looked like an absolute mirror image of that sh- the shot that he was being doubled on in that practice video that became very famous. Mm-hmm. And he captioned it always complaining about the double. I'm seeing it, yeah. Unbelievable. like he had that one locked and loaded, and it was like, just you got to go go back and watch the the clip of him uh, getting doubled because it's like the exact same play, mm-hmm. and he's and he's complaining about it, and he, like it sparked a big argument amongst basketball fans or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I just thought that was such an awesome caption. Yeah, oh, the top
1: comment I see is just blood couldn't wait to get that caption off. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, literally, he ha- he's had that locked and loaded for years. But uh, but yeah, so that that was cool. Obviously, kind of bittersweet against the Knicks, but um, long season ahead. Um, let's 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 go back to the NFL. I think we we spoke pre-show about again. We don't want to really go game by game, but I think a good good time now, where I think seventy five days away from the Super Bowl. Let's let's take a step back and let's look at let's look at some divisions. Let's let's talk about the AFC. Let's talk about the NFC. Uh, you you can pick your division. Where do you want to start? Well, where I want to start is the NFC
1: and I want to start at the top. And I want to talk a little bit about that Eagles-Bills game. Uh, the Eagles just, you know, always finding a way to win unless they're going up against the Jets. Uh, that's a team that's 10-1 and 1 now, obviously sparking the debate. You know, are they the best team in the NFL? Are they the best team in the NFC? And the reason I wanted to start here is because I think it's a really good jumping off point because we are, next week, we are getting the 49ers and the Eagles. So uh, we could just start off at the top there. What say you? The Eagles are the best team in the NFL, and it's somewhat definitive.
0: Yeah, I think they are. And I think, you know, watching that game yesterday, again, they, uh, even at halftime, I believe, uh, in the broadcast, they brought up the fact that you know the eagles just have like winning players on their team and guys that n- n- i think the quote was just know how to win I, I don't i don't know who said it i don't know if it was someone from the coaching staff or just someone in the broadcast that that brought it up but uh the and they do i mean i think jalen hurts is a proven winner and, and the, you know you whenever the eagles even go down like they go down yesterday really late they didn't blink they didn't blink for a second and it's so impressive and i think what's more impressive about them is you know, they can, the Eagles can hang with anyone on defense. They can hang with anyone on offense too. So they'll win you your shootouts and they'll win you your defensive struggles. I It's, there's, I, it's been a long time since I've seen a team that that can can dominate both so well.
1: Yeah. There, there's, you know, there's a lot of doubters who might say, well, they're barely winning these games, but isn't that part of it? You know, being able to close and having winning players, like you just said, because um, you know, you look at the bills, they're six and six and they're, really the only, you know, quote unquote elite team or team that's been in that top tier where they're kind of wishy-washy and we have a lot of questions about them. And that's a team that doesn't find ways to win games. Josh Allen is 0-6 in overtime. And he's probably the man they changed the rules to, to you know, to cater to. So I yeah. think that's part of it. You know, say what all you want, you know, these are, you know, slim victories and all that. They, they find ways to win every single week. And I think that. You, know, you could argue that's the most important quality to have
0: in the NFL and I think that there's there's three teams I'd say that I put in that that position and this might be controversial but the three teams in the entire league that I, I think are fall into the category of can beat you in multiple ways and don't blink and just have winning players i I really think it's it's the Eagles, it's the 49ers and I think the only other third one really is is the Ravens and again you might you might want to throw the Chiefs in there too but
1: I, I, yeah out of respect I might I might leave Kansas City in there
0: um yeah you know, I mean, just until I, they actually falter sure but for I, I I'll be honest I do not like what I see at Kansas City I think that well, I think we said, said that last year too though yeah and, and again as long as I'll take Mahomes on one leg over most quarterbacks in the league for sure but I I think that you know looking at this year and looking at this chief's team, I, I, Travis Kelsey's obviously putting up great numbers and he's the, still the best tight end in the league, but. But you I know what? No. Still, still, I think pretty clearly a step back. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. So, you know, you, you take that into uh, into account of the fact that, you know, again, their defense is great and maybe that's better for them that they're not so offensive reliant. Uh, the chiefs that is that they can kind of, they can put a little bit more on their defense, but, I don't know. I I just watched the Ravens. I watched the Eagles and I watched the 49ers. And, and I say these teams are they're just headed shoulders better than everyone else. And then the Chiefs are like right outside of that. But they're just a little sketchy. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of, um, you know, and, and maybe
1: it's because some quarterbacks have gone down, you know, the Joe Burrows, even the Watsons. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about how top heavy the AFC, uh, the AFC was compared to the NFC. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC, too. Like, you know, we just named two elite teams in the NFC, and we didn't even name, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, who were, who were right, you know, outside looking in there. Um,
0: yeah. You know, it, pretty even conferences, honestly. And, and there's a whole division in the NFC, too, that uh, it, no one has a winning record, right? The, the NFC South is a joke. The Falcons are in first, five and six. They, the Falcons, are, I think you and I would not be stunned if the Jets meet the Falcons this week. I wouldn't be stunned. Yeah, they'll 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 probably be favored. It they might be. I mean, the Falcon that that whole division is terrible. Uh, I I you know we can kind of I guess just throw that whole division out because you know Panthers are one and ten, Tampa Bay is four and seven. They stink. Uh, The Saints, I guess, are are still the team that I think might win that division. They they're five and six. Atlanta has the tiebreaker, but I just think you know if if Carr can figure it out and they uh, even a a little bit more, I, I think the Saints should win that division.
1: That's a team that should be much better.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the Falcons are they're, – they're not playing their best player X amount of snaps because they want to preserve him for future years. That kind of yeah. tells you all about the Falcons. Yep. So uh, that, that'll do with the NFC South. I guess we'll hop back to the NFC East. Yeah, I think the Eagles are easily the best team in football. But aside from a few weird Cowboy games, and uh, I think the Cowboys – I would not want to – if I was any of these teams, I would not want to play the Cowboys in the playoffs. No, I don't want to see them ever. Yeah, they're because they're so up and down that, you know, they're going to – again, I, I've heard it all. I, you know, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record, but you only beat who you play. And I think there, there's something to be said about the the method of how you're beating these teams too. Like, I mean, the last three weeks, definitely walk over games, but 45-10, to 33-10, 49-17 – uh, they hung in there until the very end with the Eagles. Then they put a 43 against the Rams. I mean, I, I think you know, outside of that, Eagles loss, obviously, in which, again, they hung with them. They, I've been very impressed by the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I have been all year. I never really got off that train. And speaking of, you know, I said we do get Eagles 49ers next week. We're going to get that Eagles-Cowboy uh, rematch the week after that. So we're we're going to find out a lot about the NFC in the next coming weeks.
0: Yeah, and I think that, again, as I wouldn't be stunned if if the, the Cowboys made it to the NFC championship. I, I really wouldn't be. Like they I think they're that caliber of team. But uh again, I think there's the Eagles again, the Eagles best in the division, and then the Giants and the the Commanders uh definitely just caught in in the middle of nowhere. Uh not obviously not mathematically eliminated just yet, but hey, Giants win two in a row. Uh they they get the Packers at home this week and then the Saints you shrink together some wins. You can find yourself back in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, but yeah, I, again, yeah. All right. Is, is hundred percent correct. Um, <laughs> Let's go, let's go to the North Uh, big AFC North game or NFC North game tonight. Uh, Vikings and bears. You and I, again, both on the bears to win this game, uh, which would be huge for the lions uh, because the lions lose to the Packers Packers five and six Lions eight and three. Uh, if the Vikings win this game tonight, they find themselves at seven and five. Again, another team that finds himself in the picture for sure.
1: Yeah, this game tonight isn't isn't one that I'm uh, looking forward to per se.
0: What do you mean by that? Just like I just, I'm not
1: excited for this game.
0: Yeah, I mean I, yeah, it's it's hard to get up for you know Josh Dobbs. I guess Justin Fields. I'm always going to root for, and that's kind of a big reason why I'm on the Bears this game. But uh, yeah, You're I are
1: always going to root for Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. Yeah, where where does this stuff come from? What do you mean? Like, he's just one of your guys. He's
0: not exciting to watch. Yeah. I'm always going to root for Justin Fields. I root for guys that are exciting to watch, and I I hope for them to be exciting in bigger games. Is that fair? Yeah. So the Bears are in the toilets. Um, Packers
1: with an impressive win. That's a team that's kind of creeping up on 500. I really liked what I saw from Jordan Love a lot. Um, yep. the Vikings are kind of they're sitting there stagnant at six and five, and I feel like tonight's a big game for them. Kind of like uh it was for me in fantasy, sitting at six and five, you know, seven and five can punch me my ticket, but alas, uh, we don't get there. So
0: speaking of fantasy, uh do you see my scenario and my in my weakest uh for tonight? No. I have 125 points to his 117, and he has DJ Moore. Let's go,
1: DJ Moore. No. <laughs> I'm gonna root for a player
0: more. you <laughs> You're you're always gonna root for DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. all right, so we went over the NFC South. Let's go to the NFC West. Um, I think that this is the the 49ers are a juggernaut. I think that we're again we're gonna see the 49ers against the Eagles this week, and that's gonna be could be the game of the year. But then the rest of the division, look, this Seattle's six and five, the Rams are five and six. And then the the 2-10 and Cardinals, I wouldn't be stunned if the Rams finish over the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I was going to make the proclamation that I think that um, one of these teams uh, will get in. And I think that's, you know, mostly just based on how bad the South is and stuff like that. But uh, I think the Rams and even still the Seahawks, I think are still, you know, formidable teams that uh, finish above 500.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. And, and so right now, uh, the the standings have the um, Cowboys is the first wild card, Vikings is the second. Um, I believe week one would be uh, what is it? The the one and two get the buy right now. Yeah, so then it'll be
1: three against the fir- first first so wild card, second wild card.
0: It'd spot. be yep Minnesota against uh in in Detroit, and then it would be Dallas in Atlanta, which. Would might be a steamrolling, yeah, yeah, uh, but you, you never know. So, that I mean, right now, and then the outside looking in, uh, the we have the the Seahawks and the Packers. Uh, well, Seahawks closest with six wins. If the Vikings lose tonight, they get they fall to six losses, and then that would ultimately swap them with the Seahawks in the standing. So, uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, definitely will be rooting for the Bears tonight as well. Um, and then I mean, I guess really anyone. If you're if you're a Packers, Rams, or Saints fan, you're also rooting for the Bears tonight as well. So uh, a lot of a lot of teams that are that are down low would love to see an upset tonight. Yep.
1: Yeah. and we so, certainly would too. Just to hit our picks real quick, we both do have the Bears uh, in
0: upset fashion tonight, but we both cashed in our one points, I believe. Yeah, you were on Rams, no sweat there, and I was on Steelers, which which also was a, a good win for the Steelers and an offensive explosion. Uh, we'll, well, let's let's start there, then let's let's start with the Steelers in the AFC AFC North, uh, the Rams in action last night, uh, they get the win over the Chargers who continue to not impress. Um, and then the the Steelers, the most puzzling seven and four team of all time is that is that fair to say? Yeah, they're up there. They're up there. Um, yeah. I, 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 there's a part of me that feels like the Rams are
1: almost a puzzling nine and three not because they're not great because they are. But, you know, the the fashion in which they win games, I mean, even you watched last night, I I wouldn't call them an offensive juggernaut by any means. Um, You know, I don't think they're one of the three or four best defenses in the NFL. But, you know, certainly an overall really good team uh, with a fantastic, you know, MVP winning quarterback. But, you know, for them to climb into your, you know, sort of elite top three in the NFL, um, you know, it's interesting to me because I just think you watch them or even look at them on paper, um, you know, they, they don't look like a Philadelphia Eagles on paper or even a 49ers on paper.
0: I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that the – or maybe I'll just back myself up here. I watch them, and I think it's exactly what we said about the Eagles. They they can hang in, in any game. They can go into shootouts and win. They can, they can get in defensive battles and win. And, again, they have a game-changer at quarterback and, and someone that I think last night was – speaking about the offensive side of the ball and for the Ravens, I think last night was just a product of, you know, this is our first week with, without, uh, you know, Mark Andrews in the game plan and they still found a way to win against, albeit against a bad, uh, a bad defense and a bad team overall, but they just find ways to win. They have a good coach in Harbaugh. They have a game changer at quarterback and their defense uh, in in many statistics are, are top five in many categories. So I think that, They have a good recipe and one of the more impressive things I see out of them uh, and kind of getting into the X's and O's they're not a, they're not, they can play a style of game that I think will be very conducive to them in the playoffs. Like they have these long sustained drives that, you know, they have a great defense, but their defense is even better when they have to play less defense. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like their time of possession is so, they have the ball for so long. They control the ball so much that they have this defense that they come out a hundred percent fresh every single time, and they have the lead most of the time. And I think that that lends to the kind of defense that they play.
1: Yeah. Well, so if you put them in a scenario right now where they have to get into a shootout with, say, a Philadelphia in a Super Bowl, or say, Kansas City Chiefs, because you know, based on your statement, you're kind of saying the Ravens are your team in the AFC, which I get. It's totally fair. But do you trust them moving forward to to beat a team like that um, in a shootout?
0: Well, I I obviously think it's again to predict the Super Bowl is a little bit far down the line, but maybe no, no not, not predict who wins the Super Bowl. Game. I'm just saying against those caliber teams. I, well, so let me let me put it this way: like I think if the Ravens played the Dolphins, I think they the Dolphins are just totally out of their element because they don't they're just gonna he's gonna they're gonna keep the offense off the field. The, the Ravens are they're, they're gonna keep the Dolphins' offense off the field. And I think that teams like that and, you know, there's there's teams that I look at, like, uh, do I trust like the Houston Texans to to really to to go against the Ravens defense and do and and beat them and and stop La- and stop Lamar? No, I really don't. Maybe the Eagles, the Eagles and the 49ers would probably be the only two teams that I think I could confidently say that the, they wouldn't. It would be a bad matchup for the Ravens. You understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah. And
1: another thank you to the NFL schedule gods. We are going to get Ravens Niners as well
0: as Ravens Dolphins before the season there, ends. There you go. What what more can we ask for? But uh, yeah, I think then for that division, uh, one of these one of the Steelers or the, the Browns, I think, are going to be SOL uh, realistically because I think that with, with the Broncos uh, kind of resurgence and then I think the Bills are... The Bills are a lot better than six and six, I, and I think I don't think they're going to be shortchanged at the end of the season here. I think that they're going to be, uh, again, they have a really tough schedule. They get the Chiefs, the Cowboys next two games. If they can sneak out one of those wins, then they finish the season with the Chargers, Bills, and Dolphins. Th- that Dolphins game for the Bills might be a win and in, and the Dolphins might be benching their starters.
1: Yeah, it, it could be. Um, I, I still don't know how much faith I have in Buffalo to uh, to clear those two teams or even one of them.
0: I mean, yeah, but like, but realistically, if you look at it, I mean, I think if you're going to, if you're going to really start looking at schedules, listen to the Steelers schedule. The Steelers have seven wins, by the way, they play the Cardinals this week. That should be eight wins. Then they play the Patriots at home. That should be nine wins. Then they play the Colts. Uh, Then their last three games, they have the Bengals with no Joe Burrow. Then they get the Seahawks. The Steelers might win 11 games. Yeah. Yeah. That that is kind of crazy. And so like they're kind of you almost have to like put the steelers already in yeah i guess so i guess you know, so cuz they don't they don't play the their the games with the browns are done so they the steelers beat the browns in week 2 and then these the browns beat them in week 10 so that there's a split there but uh, as of right now the steelers are above the browns in terms of i guess differential it goes to or maybe division record or or something I don't really know how that's determined but right now the Steelers are above the the Browns so the Browns kind of have are going to have a tougher schedule with a backup quarterback whereas the Steelers have an easier schedule with their full team healthy actually not even healthy they've been without Minka these last couple games and Minka is going to come back next week yeah yeah so you kind of have to just write them in
1: yeah, that we that was us on the north. So we got to Steelers, Browns. Obviously, Bengals. Unfortunate, uh, they lose Joe Burrow. Uh, let's go down south in the AFC. The Jaguars standing tall at eight and three. It's you know obviously their division to lose with the Texans. Now at I believe yesterday made them six and five.
0: Yeah, so the, the Texans six and five yesterday was a huge game for the AFC South because if the the Jaguars would have lost that game. Uh, then the Texans would have been in first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so do that you was still see a room
0: to the playoffs for you know kind of
1: everyone's darling right now in the Houston Texans um, because I, I still you know I, I definitely trust Houston more than I do uh, Indianapolis. Although you well, know they've got some impressive wins under Gardner Minshew.
0: Big big game uh, this week for the Texans. Again, schedule gods at it again. Uh, Texans are hosting the Broncos this week. Both six and five both on the bubble of the playoffs uh, in the AFC. So, you know, I think, I think I'll have a better answer for you after this week because if if the Texans had won this game against the Jaguars, I would have for sure have said, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. Now I think they got to string a win or two together against a team lower than them uh, to, to get in. They play the Broncos this week. If they can beat the Broncos, then they play the Jets. Good luck keeping up with that offense. Then they play the Titans, the Browns. Uh, Titans again, Colts. I mean, they're, they don't really, they kind of just need to keep winning games and we'll need other teams to lose games, I guess. If Texans jets, a jets home game. It is. And I'm, I'm very, very interested in going to that. Yeah. I'm, I might have to buy some Stroud merch. Yeah. Yeah. He's not go to a jet game, support the jets and, and where the other team's Jersey. No, I won't support the jets. I'm done with That's, that. Yeah. It's, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Jaguars division to lose. Do you give any hope to the to the Colts? I mean, their, their running game is, is great, but I think the gardner Minshew experience is uh, not that exciting to be nice. Yeah, I, I just I like the Texans
1: more. I guess that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, I mean, low-key, look at the Colts. They won their last three games, albeit against really bad teams, and they beat the Panthers, they beat the Patriots in Germany, and then they beat the, the Buccaneers. They play the Titans this week, then they play the Bengals, then they play this this game looks terrible on paper but they they the um NFL flex this game or this is called a quote unquote flex game as per ESPN where it could be played on saturday or sunday uh the mm-hmm. 16th or 17th of december Steelers at Colts that could be a a win and in for either of those teams yeah yep yeah so and then the, the last game of the season you get Texans Colts that could be a pseudo playoff game So that that'll do it All for right, the it first, oh good that'll do it for the AFC South. Um, let's let's go to the West. I mentioned the Broncos. They they have been impressive. Let's be honest. Wins against the Bron- uh, they put twenty nine points up against the vaunted Browns defense. They they beat the the Vikings. Uh, we saw that that was last week. They had that comeback win against the Bills in um, on Monday Night Football. Week before that, they beat the Chiefs. The week before that, yes, they did Packers. Uh, they're they're rolling yeah I don't really know how they even
1: how they got to this place honestly because I think the moment that Sean Payton stepped in we saw the offense kind of take a turn for the better um, and I think that was expected but this is um, you know this was like almost about to be a historically bad defense uh, they almost gave up you know the all-time record in points in a game and things like that and it feels like they've kind of you know gotten that out on the up and up too so that's that's been very impressive and I'm sort of a pseudo Broncos fan. Yes. So uh, rooting for them moving forward. Uh, I think, you know, we might get to a point where it's, you know, too little too late for the Broncos, but to, to be above 500 right now going into a game with the Texans where, you know, that's a very winnable game. uh, I think you win that game. You're kind of setting yourself up for, you know, it's kind of uh, your playoff spot to give up.
0: Yeah. And, and and again, I think there's even a world looking at, you know, looking at the, the Chiefs' schedule where they have a very easy schedule, but if they slip up one or one or two, these, you know, road games, we, again, we just saw what we liked out of the Packers. Do the Packers upset the chiefs this week and kind of throw that for a loop. I mean, imagine that, imagine, imagine how big for the AFC next week or two weeks from now will be if the Packers beat somehow upset the chiefs in Lambeau field, and then you get bills chiefs, that would be a huge game. It would be you know so i think there's a lot of definitely you said it, you said it yourself a lot of parody in the nfl um but uh again i think it's kind of like you said about the jaguars that's the chiefs division to lose
1: Uh yeah 100%, 100%. yeah they, i mean there's obviously you know you look at the, the lower half here it's kind of you know raiders kind of you know maybe if the raiders had played antonio pierce football from the beginning then maybe uh but it looks like they're going to be done so there and the chargers kind of You know, solidified their season uh, as a waste last night.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, that was uh, again. Every I feel like last three games for the Chargers have been like, okay, prove it that you're not terrible, and it's always yeah they trounced the Jets, and and everyone's like, oh, are you guys good?
1: Prove it. And then they were like, ah, we can. It was it was just the Jets.
0: Just it was just the Jets. Um, uh, But yeah, I think the the team that's that's really the most puzzling, and it has to be in the AFC. It's got to be the Bills, right? Hundred percent. That that
1: team is what like drives this conversation about like talking about you know future playoff hopes and all that. Like they are like they're an anomaly. They're a strange team. They're they're supposed to be elite. They're six and six. They've lost to bad teams. You know they've beaten good teams. They, they're just they're a strange uh, group.
0: I wonder. I wonder what the odds on the Bills to win the AFC East is right now. That's a good question. Because that's an interesting bet. Because the rest of their schedule, again, they they play the Dolphins at the end of the year. If they can, if the Bills just get hot, and I'll say this about kind of getting back to the game last night or yesterday, I thought the Bills looked great. Like obviously, you know, thirty-seven points on defense, not not what you want. But I think you get the Bills in Buffalo in a in a tough game in in December. That's home. That's real home field advantage there. And I think that that that's a team that you know could they go. Let's just say they, again, let's just say they beat the Chiefs. They have a bye week uh, this week, the Bills do. So let's say they come out and they they somehow find a way to beat the Chiefs. And then they, they get a home game in December against the notorious Chokers and the Cowboys. Then they play the Chargers and they play the Patriots. Could they rattle off three wins there and then find themselves in a in a division-winning game against the Dolphins in Week 17? Yeah. They, I mean, since the Jets are are a
1: nothing-burger... Uh, do you find yourself rooting for the Bills or against like maybe it's just because you're a Josh Allen fan or whatever it is like when you're watching a Bills game do you find yourself rooting
0: for them especially now yeah I, I root for the Bills again same Justin Field sort of mentality where I love Josh Allen so I'll, I yeah I them. only want bad things for Buffalo and, and their fans yeah well I know you have a strong disdain for for the uh, entire city of Buffalo aren't you banned <laughs> I'm not banned, but Bobby Bobby's worse Boss, oh, so Bobby's the one that's banned. But if there's ever, like, I'm not even going to say what I was just going to say. Okay, cool. Maybe, maybe best, best to keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let, let's wrap it up with this really simple. And let's give, give me your way too early AFC championship, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl winner. And then same thing on the NFC side. All right. Uh, I'll start with the NFC. I'm going to say,
1: that the NFC championship is going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, Obviously, there's really no way of knowing when, who's going to play who, and things like that. Um, That's just kind of the feeling I get is that, you know, the 49ers tend to come up short. You know, I know last year you could point it, well, we didn't have a quarterback, and obviously that's huge. They just, for years, have seemed to come, you know, they, they come across to me as a team who just, they fall a little short no matter how great they are. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be perplexed if Dallas were able to beat them in a head-to-head. In the AFC, it's it's a little tougher. Um, you know, it's a part of me who wants to say Miami just because I think they're such an offensive juggernaut and they're so fun and they can hang 50 whenever they want. Um, I, I just think for me right now, it's tough to say Baltimore. I'll put Baltimore in the championship game with Miami. But I, I kind of feel like – I feel like the, my pick is going to be Miami. I, I just – I feel like that's a sexy pick. I like it. I'm riding with Miami, and I'm going to take the Eagles coming off of a loss to win their first Super Bowl. Uh,
0: interesting. I, I You are much higher on Miami than I am. I think that – I watch them and I say, yeah, they're good. Prove it to me when it's it's cold out and prove it to me. Uh, when you play a really, really elite defense with a good offense, which they will see down the stretch, and they're going to be, they're also part of my theory of uh, the home run hitters versus the three hundred average guys, and I think the three hundred average guys work in the postseason well, way okay. more yeah, than but the but home run hitters. But then, where
1: are where are you with the AFC then? If we and obviously you'll give me your answer, but you know, if not Miami in at least that championship game, who else is there? Because you know, you kind of said yourself earlier, you're not sure how much you trust the Chiefs.
0: And that's kind of really all there is. Then there's Buffalo. If we're talking about like, you know, the cream of the crop. I, I, so I'm very – my my predictions are are, are not going to be that sexy. They're very chalky. I, I think it's – I've said what I said about the Chiefs, and I think it's going to be the reason they ultimately lose this game. But I, I think I'm, I'm – I have Ravens Chiefs, and I think that the, re, the reason that I would pick the Ravens in that game is because they're – I just think I'm so impressed by their defense – and I think that the Chiefs' inability to to kind of go to anyone other than Kelsey is going to haunt them. I, That's I see why week I trust week.
1: Miami over Kansas City.
0: And look, if Miami does it and and we get a I hope we get a Miami-Baltimore AFC championship, because that'll really be a battle of two totally different teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, that would be definitely a, a just a great matchup to watch for for all sorts of, I guess, fans of different offenses and whatnot. But uh I, I love what I've seen out of Baltimore and kind of my point with Baltimore is. You know, you got the MVP quarterback, you got the coach, you got the great defense now. You've established, you know, two or three weapons in your offense, if not four, if if Mark Andrews comes back. I'm not sure if he's slated to come back or not, but. Well, John Holbrook um, said there is an outside chance. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just say by the AFC Championship, Mark Andrews is 75% and is almost just used as another just another weapon there. I think there's the Ravens, there's no excuse for the Ravens. Yeah, I know. But see, like everything you just said is completely correct. I mean, they have
1: their stuff in order. Like you said, they have the coach. They've had the coach forever. Um, But I feel like a lot of these other teams have hit some sort of, you know, hit something in the road, some sort of fork in the road where, you know, whether it's the bills, whether it's the chiefs, where, you know, you kind of go off course and then it's kind of up to you to bring yourself back. I thought maybe Mark Andrews was going to be that thing, you know, sort of, You know, maybe he's not having the best season of his career, but certainly a catalyst on offense, one of the better blocking tight ends, just a big piece of your offense. And sure, they still come up with a big win last night, but we are talking about the Chargers. So, like you said about Miami, uh, like I'll say about Baltimore, and really just for no other reason, and they just don't seem that dominant to me at the moment. um, That for me would be my team that I'd say you're fantastic. But I, I do want them to prove it uh, a little bit longer and against a little bit better competition.
0: Yeah. Uh, and again, very fair to, to view that. I mean, we haven't even mentioned uh, the, the Jaguars. They The Jaguars have continuously uh, been been on the side of like, oh, they're not really impressive, but they win.
1: Yeah, so, well, I think the for me, I kind of started to leap off the Jaguars' train when they got murked by the 49ers um yeah that was because rough. that's the sort of competition you're going to be facing uh in at least in this conversation we're talking about and then you know they almost lose yesterday to houston and that would have been huge
0: yeah but but again almost losing and 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 losing are two totally different things 100 percent. yeah so that, that'll that be i mean again very chalky for me but uh afc or sorry for the nfc i think that the, the the Eagles and the 49ers are just on a collision course to be honest and i think that look the the Cowboys talk about notorious chokers i think the Cowboys are just notorious chokers and i think that there's going to be dak has one bad game along the way and, and you know they're going to be playing against teams that you can't really afford to do that against you know could they could they end up with a matchup week 1 where the the Lions are or the first round of the playoffs where the Lions are home that that might be a rough matchup for them
1: yeah yeah, how do so, I get that Forty Nine er Eagle game next week spotted into the Monday night game? Because yeah, the yeah. Jaguars on Monday night, not it doesn't have the kind of juice it used to.
0: No, not even close. Yeah, I, I agree. And then uh, so I think for the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I got I have Eagles Ravens. That's that's going to be my prediction right now. And I think I, I think I take the Eagles. I think they're just so good. They do so much, so many good things, and they just have winning. They have winning players, and I, I. There's so many, so many layers to it. Winning mentality, uh, just, just yeah. they have the the fan, I you know, say the fan base, quote unquote. But they have the 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 hype. They have the stars. They they just have everything. And I, I don't. There's nothing that the Eagles don't have. So well, I, I a win to the Jets. A, a win to the Jets. But you know who they don't have to play? They won't have to play in the playoffs. The Jets. No, no. So so as long as they don't have to play the Jets, I'm picking the Eagles yeah yeah i'm I'm with you (laughs) so all right uh anything else about the the nfl before we get out of here kind of just did a big long uh digression of of the nfl no uh good luck on both of our picks
1: tonight i am excited to kind of go through this late next week it's sort of an improvement to this week's and uh we like to get some mlb free agency in there friday as well because the uh the stove's starting to get a little hot
0: yeah, def- definitely. We'll, we'll look to get uh, our our MLB Nostradamus on sometime soon to make some of his uh, very well touted picks well recorded as well. Um, but yeah, uh, no uh, no luck to me on my fantasy matchup tonight. Um, no, thanks. Appreciate that. No, um, you
1: you might find yourself in a spot where like you're kind of playing an important game against me next week.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, oh all we'll, right, we'll, all right. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Enjoy the football game tonight. Whether you're rooting for just our pick, your own pick, or me in fantasy, I would really appreciate that. But uh, thank you all for listening as always, and peace out.